What's going on, friends and family? Thank you so much for tuning in to Every Day is a Saturday with your host, me, myself, and I, Brian Roof. I want to start off, guys, by thanking you, yes, you, for tuning in and watching the show. I can't thank you guys enough for taking the time to watch this uh, show. And if you guys have been watching me from uh, the start or, you know, as a recent, and you've been watching a lot of my um, clips, you guys can probably see that I've kind of come a little bit uh, further you know, as I've been going, I've uh, started off, uh, uh, you know, originally on just audio. Then I was, you know, a big goal of mine was to go over to the video side. So trying the video side, it has been kind of a challenge, I would say, uh, in terms of at least having guests on and doing the whole video thing. Um, I was using this one software and it just wasn't really working out very well. Unfortunately, I had my last guest. We started recording and 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 it just kept cutting off on us and it was the first time any of that had happened throughout all the different guests i had had and i just man i was feeling horrible and you know we we tried to make it work and he you know he tried to go through it and make it work but we ended up having to reschedule and what a horrible time that was probably one of my uh one of my biggest guests that i've had on in terms of uh popularity um so gosh i felt super embarrassed but at least for me he's a cool guy and uh he's very forgiving and he understands so uh we uh will have a reschedule on that so um up and coming you guys will be seeing a pretty cool interview i'm not going to give away his name just yet because uh i want to make sure that we definitely record before i uh mention his name but i do have some awesome awesome guests coming up and they all just happen to be marines um but I'm definitely not just interviewing Marines. I'm in interviewing everybody. If you got a great story and you want to come on here and tell your stories, come on out. And I'm definitely looking for uh, female veterans, especially. I would love to uh, have a, a lady on here who's willing to tell her story. You don't have to be some combat hero or nothing crazy. Uh, you know, we just love to hear about your experiences and your stories, why you're in, and and see where you're at today and. Um, who knows maybe it's, you can inspire someone out there to join or learn from uh, your own stories but anyways guys today we're gonna go ahead and this episode is uh, episode 18 adjusting to life after the marines all right so the last episode um, I kind of went and shared some of the cool memorabilia that I had from uh, the years that I served from 2000 to 2004 if you hadn't had the chance, go back and check that out. Pretty cool. Um, I have a lot of cool things that I have kept, uh, especially, you know, from boot camp. Um, but uh, the episode prior to that um, was kind of me, you know, getting out of the Marine Corps. And uh, I, I didn't really get to talk about all my experiences as I was getting ready to get out. So this episode right here is a uh, you know my experiences after i got out of the marine corps and and what life was uh, like for me after the uh being in the marines so here we go let's go ahead and get into it stand by
My name is Jason Rhodes. I've been the owner of a successful remodeling company for three years. I've dedicated 85% of the profit from that business to remodeling homes for disabled veterans and first responders completely for free. I have created a nonprofit 501c3 to assist in continuing this work. I am on a mission to bring awareness to the need and to raise money by walking 1,400 miles from Sanford, North Carolina to Austin, Texas. Please visit renovet.org to learn how you can help. That's R-E-N-O-V-E-T dot O-R-G. All right, friends and fam, let's go ahead and get in today's episode, episode 18, adjusting to life after the Marines. All right, guys. So right before I was actually getting ready to get out of the Marines, um, I went home to go hang out with, you know, actually, I didn't go to hang out with buddies. I just actually went home for the weekend. It was a Friday night. I just had gotten into town. And, and driving from Camp Pendleton to where I lived, there was just always nasty traffic on the on the five. I got to take the five pretty much all the way from San Diego to where I lived. And then I catch another freeway from there. So it's just hella traffic. By the time I get home that Friday night, I'm kind of just like burnt out. Don't really want to do nothing. Well, I got some pretty persistent buddies that I went to high school with. And of course I'm chilling and uh, one of my buddies calls me and, and invites me out and I'm like, Oh man, I don't really want to go out. He's like, come on, bro. Just come on, man. You know? So, uh, you know, we haven't seen you in a minute, dude. So I'm like, all right, so go ahead and, uh, meet my buddy out at the club. And, and I mean, when I say club, uh, probably more like a bar type club, uh, where I live, there's no, um, good type of, uh, clubs. It's just, a small town club anyhow uh so go in there um you know drinking a little bit uh hanging out uh he had some friends with him uh there was this one girl with him and she kind of wanted to dance with me here and there um we danced and you know chit chatted yeah not you know not really thinking much of it um I, it's about time to leave for me i'm kind of you know at the point where i'm ready to go home so I go uh, out to my uh, truck, and as I'm in my truck, and I'm I'm actually getting ready to pull off, out comes running the girl that I kind of been dancing with, and uh, I'm just like, hey, what's going on? She's like, hey, I you know really would love to hang out with you more often, and and uh, you know see if, if we can hang out after you know another time, and I'm just like, well, I'm in the Marine Corps, and you know I'm stationed down at Camp Pendleton. I do come up here on the weekends, maybe you know, we can hang out. So I went ahead and I took her number and, you know, I wasn't really used to, um, girls coming and, and being very persistent and, and giving out their numbers. A lot of times, um, you know, it's us asking them. So, uh, I thought that was crazy. So anyways, go about my business. Um, and, and her and I kind of hit it off and it's kind of, uh, the timing is kind of crazy because I'm on the verge of getting ready to get out. Um, so I, when I get out, I want to, I don't want to move back at home. So I, you know, I get in contact with a good buddy of mine. He was like one of my bestest friends, uh, through high school. And, um, I met him in, uh, eighth grade football, uh, but we just hit it off. Always were good friends. 
always you know thought it would be cool to live together so you know boom we get our opportunity to live together uh him and i get an apartment i uh had an interview over at this uh, place called Northup Grumman, which is an aerospace company. Uh, my stepmom had worked there, so she had kind of hooked me up with this whole interview. Um, I go in for my interview. I get interviewed by a Marine who is his boss is a Marine, and he's like a Vietnam veteran. So of course he's got a lot of stories and stuff like that. And I, a lot of my interview basically was just us talking about our stories and, and our time in the Marine Corps. Um, so after that, I was kind of, oh man, I don't know if I got the job or not, but you know, uh, lo and behold, I did get the phone call and, um, you know, I got an offer, which was making $18 and 50 cents an hour back in 2004. I was kind of, quite a bit of money to be made and uh for me you know coming straight out of the military getting paid bi-weekly uh, i thought you know 1850 hell yeah that's like a you know a great uh pay to start off with i was super excited so i went ahead definitely took the job and uh, the job that i actually took was in uh, the receiving department and my my uh, job there was to receive all the incoming parts for the different uh, projects uh, that Northrop Grumman does in the aerospace industry. Some of them are, uh, you know, uh, top secret type uh, projects. Some of them are, uh, you know, normal stuff. But uh, some of you guys may be familiar with the F-35 uh, Joint Strike Fighter, a uh, very uh, cool uh, plane. It's got three different variants. Um, but anyhow, I was super uh, ecstatic to, you know, get myself a job because that's kind of one of the biggest things that, you know, as uh, any military member knows when you're getting ready to get out, the next step is like, okay, what next? What, what am I going to do now? And a lot of jobs that you go for and, and you want to try to make a decent wage, they're looking for some kind of experience. Well, a lot of times what you did in the military doesn't really necessarily translate to when you get out and, and be, go back into the civilian world and you want to go get a job. They're just like, well, that's great that you, you know, you did this, but, you know, we need you for this. So, uh, you know, when you're do, when you're choosing your MOS and you're going forward and, it, you know, this is for anybody who's thinking about joining the military, when you, when you cho go to choose your MOS, think about when you get out as well so you know when you when you go in there don't just go in there gung-ho and oh yeah i want to do this you think about what your future um is going to be like afterwards if you think maybe you're going to be a lifer well then you know you, there's your opportunities but if you think it's just something you want to go do to you know get yourself established learn some responsibility you know uh, become a man get away from your parents or, or woman whatever get away from you know having your parents take care of you and, and get that sense of uh, independence. Um, it's, you know, definitely a great thing to do. But um, anyhow, Northrop Grumman, it is, uh, you know, it was a great place, a great opportunity, a great opportunity for me to work. Um, coming out of the military straight off the jump and, and you know, having a girlfriend getting a, a, a new place with my best friend, getting into a new job. And then on top of all this, like, I'm, I'm, cause when I get out, I'm like 
just like headstrong on, I want to do all this stuff. I want to play football again. I want to coach. I want to get my education. I want a good job. I mean, you know, I just wanted everything. And I'm just a, a pretty ambitious person when it comes to uh, certain things. So, you know, here I am freshly out, you know, got my, uh, got a girlfriend, got my apartment, got the job now. Now that I got that all secured, I'm like, oh, I'm at, you know, I'm starting to go back to the gym and stuff. I run into um, some old coaches that I used to coach with that actually I'm not coached with. I'm sorry. They coached me back in eighth grade. And now they're coaching at the same high school that I graduated from. So I'm like, oh, dude, you know, get to chit chat with them. They're like, hey, would you like to come coach? And I'm just like, well, my gosh, hell yeah, I would love to coach. So um, there's my first opportunity of getting to go coach football. And, you know, here I am going and adding more to my play because at this time I'm already, um, you know, working. I then also I go and I find a semi-pro football team and I decide, oh, yeah, let me go jump on and play for these guys. And <laughs> I'm just like really starting to, you know, stress myself out and, and max myself out. And, and here I am, you know, with a new girlfriend and, oh, by the way, I get her, uh, pregnant <laughs> real quick. So, I mean, man, everything for me is just like, <laughs> it's like, you know, get your own place, live with your best friend, get a job, play semi pro football, um, start coaching freshman football. I, I mean, boom. And it's like, Oh, now, you know, uh, a baby's on the way. And, um, so now I'm just like in a whole, uh, that, you know, finding out that I'm going to have a baby kind of throws a huge wrench into several things that I got going on. You know, here I am like, Oh my gosh, you're pregnant. You know, <laughs> we've been dating. I say probably, man couple months you know it, it had not been long uh before i found out that i got her pregnant so here we are um you know i have to go back i'm telling my my buddy my you know my best friend and i'm like damn bro i'm like i know we haven't lived together long dude you know here we are under a lease and uh i'm just like bro i got this girl pregnant and you know he he could have stayed he definitely could have stayed but he at this point in time, he's kind of like, hey, man, maybe I should just move out. Maybe you need to have her move in. Um, and um, I'm like, all right, bro. I mean, I'd, I hate to see you go, and um, it kind of sucks. But, I, you know, I, I kind of saw, yeah, I mean, definitely now that I got uh, my girlfriend pregnant, going to be hanging out with her a lot more. She's going to be over a lot more. Him and I ain't going to be able to hang out and do all the things we, you know, <laughs> we dreamed of and thought we would be, do. So, you know, he ends up moving out. Um, she ends up moving in. And uh, she had a daughter at the time already, and, the, and her daughter was uh, three at the time. Um, her daughter's dad wasn't really a part of her life. Um, and as I was, you know, first coming into her, her life, it was a kind of a, um, like the dad was just kind of, you know, starting to abandon her more and more. And so, um, it was kind of a unique situation and, uh, I don't know, man, I think I had that, uh, 
you know, save a person mentality when I came out. And, you know, I'm also, um, I've been out in the Middle East for a long period of time. You know, I'm just, my head isn't right. I, I, I honestly, one thing I will say is that looking back on it now, I think I try to consume way too much when I first got out of the military. Um, I try to do way too much. And I think that that was just trying for me to not deal with things or process things, you know, just, you know, from being over in the Middle East. So I, I don't think I had any business at the time getting myself into a relationship and trying to, you know, be a dad and, and all those things. Um, I know, looking back at it now it you know i just wasn't ready for all that stuff and and here i am i i should have really got out did the things i really wanted to do and 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 find out that those things were you know just things i wanted to do and they weren't very um i don't know they weren't very rewarding or whatever it was just something i wanted to do because i had missed out the opportunity while i was in the marines um so I don't know. I just, I think looking back at it as an adult, I wish I probably would have took my time and not rushed into things. I know if I could tell my, uh, what was I? 23 year old self now at 42, I would be like, bro, you need to pump the brakes, relax yourself. There's plenty of fish out in the sea, so to speak. You don't need to just rush and, 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 and go marry and get the first girl you see pregnant, you know, and, you know, I wish I could go back and tell myself that, you know, but it's not a horrible thing. I did get two beautiful kids out of the situation. And, um, I really did try to, you know, make things work. But like I said, I think at, at the time when, uh, my ex wife and myself met, um, you know, we were both, she was trying to, you know, figure herself out. She had not lived, you know, like a party life and um, things like that. Me, I had partied my ass off. I, you know, I, I was at a level of like, I kind of want to settle down. She was more at a level of like, I want to go out and, and, and go, um, you know, party. And, and um, we just had two different visions. So I think, you know, we weren't at a good spot to, you know, you know, go further in our marriage, but we went ahead and, 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 and got married and tried to make the whole thing work. Um, my daughter, um, she's the oldest and, um, you know, and my son, I, I do have a daughter and a son with her. Uh, they're about, uh, a year and nine months apart from each other. Um, so they, they're very close in age. Um, but man, I tell you, you know, the whole thing that pretty much ended up happening is I um, went home. It was like a Mother's Day weekend. Um, her and I, my ex and I, had been um, separated, kind of. We were trying to work on our marriage. Um, I was staying at my sister and brother-in-law's. I had the kids. She didn't really want the kids over uh, Mother's Day weekend. Um, so it's like the day after mother's day. I want to say it was a Monday. I 
wake up. I'm at my sister's house. I just had this really bad uh, feeling. And, and we lived down the street from uh, my brother, uh, my sister and brother-in-law's house. Um, I had this real weird gut feeling when I woke up that next morning. And um, I just didn't feel right. My son was sleeping um, in the same room as me. He had been up. So I didn't want to leave him behind when I got in the car. And I decided I'm going to go over to my old house because, like I said, I had just some weird feeling. So I get to my old house. I um, walk in and, you know, things just don't seem right. You could just, it just, it has a really bad feeling. I left my son in the car, by the way, um, in the driveway. And so I go in and as I'm walking to the master bedroom door, it's closed. And I'm like, all right. So I go to it and, and I go to try to open it and it's locked. And I'm like, okay, uh, she's locked the door. She's probably, you know, sleeping here by herself. She's probably scared. So, um, as I, I go to tap, like go do a couple taps on the door, I, and she's like, she's like, what do you want? What do you want? Right. And I can like hear wrestling. And I was like, what do you mean? What do you want? I said, I want in my bedroom. And she's like, well, you know, you can't come in here. I'm busy and i'm just like oh yeah you're not busy i was like who's in there with you and she's like none of your business and i'm like yeah it is my business this is my house and so um as she's saying that she kind of cracks the door and i just boom slam the door open she's kind of half dressed wearing like you know some undergarments and stuff like that and you know i see like stuff on the the side table and i'm like hey what the you know what the fuck's going on here and all of a sudden here comes this little dude pops his head out comes out of the bathroom and i'm like who the fuck are you man and and i'm like dude bro you got about fucking three seconds to get out of my house before i kick your ass and i mean i'm telling you right now i couldn't react the way that i really wanted to react because i had a job that had a, a tight security clearance couldn't get myself in any type of trouble so, you know, the, the better part of me, the more, the, the, you know, the, the grounded person on this side of the shoulder is like, hey, man, don't go fucking doing anything. You know, if you do something, you're going to ruin your career. The other part of me is just like, go kill this son of a bitch, you know, you know, gave his face in and all this stuff. And I'm trying to, you know, also the other part of me is trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't want to necessarily blame him, you know, for her stupidity so i i tell that dude you know get the fuck out of my house and he he kind of is like no disrespect man i was like get the fuck out of my house bro and i don't want to hear a fucking another word from you so guy turns around he's walking out the door and like i said it took every every fucking fiber in my body not to floor this kid so I look at her and I just like, you know, I about call her every name in the book about how much of a dirty whore she is. And I can't believe that she would fucking do that to, you know, the family. We got we got family photos in the room and all this stuff. I mean, she didn't even take none of that stuff down as she's sitting here doing this dude. And I'm just like, wow. So come to find out. Well, oh, I won't. I, I'll, I'll tell you guys the details. But all right. So anyways, I'm fucking pissed. I tell her, you know what? You don't even deserve to live in this house anymore. I said, you should get your shit and get the fuck out of here. You disrespected this house. 
And um, so she's she's like feeling guilty at this point in time. Like, all right, okay, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna get my stuff and don't go doing nothing stupid. And it's like you don't fucking worry about me no more. And so I get in the vehicle and I do have my son in the car. And um, but at this point in time, I have lost my fucking head. <laughs> I have lost my head. I'm. I mean, I'm trying to keep my composure the best I can and stay sound as I can because once again don't want to lose my job um it was you know my the way I made my my living and the way I was going to survive there's just no way I could lose that so I get in the vehicle I take off driving I see this little homeboy he's fucking walking through the desert I come rolling up next to homeboy and I'm like hey bro did you know she was married? And he's like, nah, man, oh, you know, and he's just trying to tell me all this bullshit. And it's like, how long have you been talking to her? And he's like, oh, it's been a couple months. And I'm just like, haha, wow. And I was like, how do you know her? Come to find out, dude, this guy is a fucking student at a, co- a continuation school that she worked at. So homeboy was a failure in high school and, and going to the school that she worked as an administrative assistant and uh come to find out yeah she's fucking screwing homeboy so uh i'm talking to this guy and i'm like hey man you know she's got three kids and all that and i'm like how do you what do you how are you gonna take care of three kids and um i was like what do you even do for a living he's like i'm an entertainer and i'm like (laughs) what do you mean you're an entertainer he's like i rap and i'm like wow i said um hey man I think you're going to have to try to find something bigger and better to do in your life. I, I don't, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't uh, recommend sitting there saying that that's how you're going to go make a living. But anyways, I, I pretty much told dude that he needs to stay the F away from my kids or I'm going to be, you know, all up in his fucking face and he doesn't want nothing to do with that. So I end up taking off from that dumbass kid and, uh, you know, spin out whatever. I'm fucking so pissed, man. Uh, so I'm like, I got to keep my composure. I got my little dude in the car, my son, you know, my, he's my oldest son now. Um, but I have him in the car. So I'm driving back over to my sister and brother-in-law's house and they're, uh, just, everybody's kind of waking up and my sister's in there and I'm just like, I'm losing it at this point in time. I, I just, I broke down. I lost it. I just was like thinking, Oh my gosh, my world is completely over now. You know, I thought we were definitely, you know, trying to make everything work. And uh, here she is, you know, fucking off the whole time. We're trying to make it work. So, man, I was I was pretty devastated. I, you know, I loved being a part of my kids everyday life. So I knew that, um, man, things were going to change and they weren't going to change for the good because. I myself was, you know, a product of, you know, being from a divorced family. So, you know, I knew that it really wasn't um, a great situation for me, you know, and um, and my kids, you know, because divorce is never a, a good thing. I mean, I, I've I've you rarely see a divorce that worked out great. <laughs> I mean, I know there's 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 some that are out there, but. 99.5% of them, I promise you, are are pretty much um, hell from the start to, to, you know, the time your kids are adults. And there's hopefully at some point in time you, can, you find some kind of a common ground. 
I ain't going to lie. Man, it's been like, I don't know, over 10 years or more. And um, my my oldest daughter, she's a, she's an adult now, so don't have to really deal with her. But I still deal with issues with uh, my son who just turned 17. So we're kind of on our last leg of those kind of, you know, divorce issues. And, um, I mean, things have gotten better. Um, could they always be better? Absolutely. But uh, it has been an absolute nightmare. And I'm, um, I'm unfortunately glad to see that my kids are getting to be adults and we're almost done with the heartache and the anxiety that comes with um, dealing with the divorced parents. But anyhow, I'm going to go ahead and stop right here. Um, but before I go, I just want to make sure everyone out there, it's probably a good opportunity to do a little bit of a head check. If you know, you're having a hard mindset or you know, your mindset's not in the right spot, make sure you reach out to someone, a friend, family, coworker, someone that's, you know, maybe going through something relative, you know, you know, related to what you're going through and maybe can help you through it. I promise you talking it out sometimes it, it does help. And um, you just got to make sure you're, you're kind of talking to the right person and someone who's going to positively enforce you and not help you go down more of the path that you're already headed down. And also, if you don't want to talk to someone, you know, and you want to keep it discreet, there's uh, 988 and you press one and you're going to talk to someone who can ho possibly talk to you and keep it discreet and you don't have to share that information with anybody else but i really hope everyone's doing well i you know hate to see anybody um you know hurt themselves unnecessarily so please reach out to someone you love say hi make sure they're doing well and i hope everyone out there is doing well and we'll see you guys on the next episode till now take care